You're looking up at the stars, asking the universe, what am I here for? Am I here to find a cure for cancer? Am I here to create a better salad fork? No, probably not. You're here to work your shit out. Your relationship. This is Talking Relationship with Thomas and Vicky. Hi. Well, Thomas, it's another edition of Talking Relationship with you and me. How are you? You, you and me. <laughs> yeah, I know you want to sing, but this two. is not a singing. It's not a singing show, Tommy. No, it's not. We're here to discuss important shit. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I was thinking about something. We talked last episode about your book, Singing in My Sleep, and how you taught me how to at least begin to learn to control my thoughts, which I think is one of the most important life lessons anyone has ever taught me to actually be cognizant of the fact that I am the one that is manufacturing and fabricating my own thoughts. They don't, they're not an entity unto themselves. They are things I create in my little Danny brain. And I have the absolute ability to uncreate them. And I love that. So you know how it says on Facebook, uh, hey, Vicky, what's on your mind when you're about to post something? And last week I posted only what I choose. Thank you very much. Uh, nice. That is what's on my mind. So I was thinking about another concept that you write about in your book, Singing in My Sleep, which I also find incredibly valid. And I will, I will preface it with telling you a story of how it affected me in a very clear way. I was driving to Toronto to visit my son in his new apartment. And he had given me the address. And so I Googled it and everything else. And I picked out my, my route. And then when I was almost there, I realized that one of the streets was one way and I couldn't get there. And then I had to go around the block and then it was horrible Toronto traffic. And then I couldn't get there and I had to turn right instead of left. And then I was completely lost and I'm on the phone with him and he's trying to tell me how to get to his apartment. And I am getting more and more upset. And by the time I finally get into his parking garage underground and find the one tiny visitor spot that I now have to snuggle my automobile into, and I finally get in there with much screaming, swearing, and yelling, because now I've topped out with my temper, I open up my car door and, of course, slam it into the cement wall because there is no room. And I lose it. And just before I had left to drive to Toronto, I had stopped off at my son's father's and his wife gave me a bunch of things to bring to Sam, some casseroles, some baked goods, stuff like that. And then she said, here, have one of these muffins. You can have it, you know, for the road. And she gave me this beautiful muffin with cream cheese frosting. And I had it sitting next to me on the seat. And when I slammed the car door into the cement wall, I picked up that muffin and I fired it into the cement wall. I was so mad. There was cream cheese everywhere, including on me and in my car. And there I was. And my son now has come down to greet me. And he is looking at me like, how did my mother suddenly turn green and sprout horns? And I was so embarrassed that I'd had this temper tantrum, total temper tantrum in front of him. You know, what I could have done is just said, okay, you hit the car door. It's okay. There's a nice muffin mm -hmm. next to you. You can eat it later. You know, take a deep breath. You get to see your son. I could have. And that to me totally 
explains your concept of the two arrows. Right. The, and the first arrow was me getting lost. The first arrow was, if you will, the universe conspiring against me, getting lost in Toronto, making wrong turns, whatever, getting upset because, you know, what should have been a one hour drive turned into a two hour drive before I finally got to my son's apartment. That was the first arrow. That was not really inflicted by me on me. It was just one of those things that happens. Mm -hmm. Second arrow, all mine, right? right totally right. Mm -hmm. my deal. Right. Why do we do that, Thomas? Why do we human beings, why are we so dumb? Well, I, th I think the whole process of going through life is is this, this fight, if you will, or this uh, tug of war between what just kind of comes out of us as animals <laughs> and what do we master about ourselves? And that's it. It's be, you know, there's no better way to get to find yourself than to get lost. And you learn a lot about yourself when you get lost. And that that's the first one. It's like a, a, a loss of control, a loss of, of power. And, uh, you know, fate takes over and says, I don't know, this is what's happening now. Um, but I think, yeah, that's why we do it. it. It's like the whole Chris Rock getting slapped in the face thing. Will Smith losing his shit and walking up on stage. Well, what what is that? That's that's losing the ability to control yourself, which is what what we're doing here. It's we're controlling our shit. So now, just to be clear, just just because I I don't want to take credit for something that's not mine, I do make it clear in in the book that. The first and the second arrow is actually a Buddhist concept, right? And, and you know, having but the application of it is is personal. It's and you know, it's exactly those moments, the things where you know your phone is is on the fritz or you can't figure something out. It's probably not the phone. It's probably you. You know, the dysfunction is between the ears. And but what happens? You lose your shit and throw your phone. Well, now you got yes. another problem. <laughs> but here's the, the funny thing. I, I have always had a temper, okay? My dad had a temper. I have a temper. My son has a temper. You know, whether it's genetic or whether we're just all idiots. But I have tried very consciously, you know, in my life to, to control my temper. And, and so there was this Christmas morning, and it was uh, several years after, uh, my ex and I split up and he would come on Christmas morning, bring our, our son, we would do gifts and he might stay for a little brunchy thing or something like that. And so there we were, and, and we had finished our gifts and I was in the kitchen doing something and he had gone to the washroom and I moved a little three bottle wine rack and the one full bottle of red wine came out, smashed on the ceramic kitchen floor. And there was red wine everywhere. Hmm. And he came out of the, the bathroom and he was, and there I was very calmly um, wiping up, cleaning up this mess. And he looked at me and he said, what happened? I said, oh, I moved that thing and I broke a bottle of wine. And then he looks at me again. He goes, who are you? And what have you done with Vicky? <laughs> because he knew me, right? He knew I had a temper. He knew that normally if I broke a full bottle of red wine all over my ceramic floor, I would be swearing and mad and yelling. And, but I was at a, a place in my life where I had just discovered yoga 
and I had just discovered that there are things that I thought were out of my control that are in fact in my control. Right. And, and that was a beautiful moment for me that, yeah. that, that I could exercise it. Right. Now, let me say that, that uh, they say, don't cry over spilt milk. I, I probably would cry over spilt wine. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Just a little. <laughs> but it, w- it was just that understanding that, that came to me in a flash that I have two choices here. One is I can do my normal freak out. Two, I can just get on with cleaning up this mess and, and enjoy Christmas morning with my son and my ex-husband. Um, two just seemed like a much, much nicer way to spend Christmas morning totally. <laughs> you know, that, than screaming and yelling. And, and so it's that, that second arrow. I think about it now all the time because, you know, I, almost everybody I know, they have got that second arrow in their quiver waiting to be utilized. You oh know, yeah. People like like people who get road rage when they're driving. It's uh-huh. bad enough that you're confronted with a Yahoo driving stupidly on the highway. But but when you decide to play the game and maybe drive a little faster or maybe scream or give him the finger at the window, mm-hmm. that's your second arrow, right? Right. Absolutely. There. And it it's it's kind of hard because there's a part of us that says, um, no, you deserve this. You deserve to vent here. This other person has it coming. So you deserve, it's your right to get mad. Yeah. Right. That's, that's it. It's your right to vent here because yeah. you're the, you're a good person here. And this other person who's doing this thing, like tr- driving, you know, up your ass yeah, um, and they finally, you know, flashing their lights at you, and then they finally go around you. You deserve to get mad and give them the finger. Well, hey, everybody's done it. I certainly have. Um, but what do you get for it? If you f- if you're conscious of how you feel when this is going on, if you take sort of an uh, you know an inventory, okay, how do I feel now? pretty easy to 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 tell that you pushed yourself into uh into you know high if you got high blood pressure boy you got it now yeah and the whole game is uh trying to trying to lower the intensity of of those things the anger and all that stuff because it's all chemical right all these feelings are chemical you have the thought all of a sudden a bunch of chemicals get released, and that's why you feel the way you feel. And but it's not good for you unless you're about to, you know, like we've said before, unless you're gonna, uh, you know, fight a grizzly bear or something. <laughs> you know, then yeah. it's useful. But it's not useful when you're in your car and all the shit is happening in your mind. Um, and one of the tricks I used a long time ago, before I had any idea about this first and second arrow thing. I was just conscious because I used to have really bad road rage. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I mean, not not that I would necessarily, you know, be the guy who pulls up beside somebody and goes and kicks the crap out of them or something like that. Um, you know, but I I would get pretty pissed off. And um, Denise noticed it. And I hadn't actually noticed it because I was just sort of used to people being that way. And and then when I realized, boy, it's pretty unpleasant to be in the car beside somebody 
who's swearing a blue streak at some bleeping idiot, um, you know, and giving people the finger and stuff like that. And, and when I realized that it was like, okay, well, that's, that's not very sexy. Um, (laughs) And I think that's a, that's a really good point that if you can stop and look at yourself and your actions through someone else's eyes, right? Like for me on that Christmas morning, I realized that whatever I did, my son was watching me and my ex-husband was watching me. So however I responded to the broken wine bottle was going to dictate how they felt about me on Christmas morning. Right. Right. That's why I chose the Zen approach. And yeah. Well, it's the question. Who do you want to be? Exactly. Because however you are, whatever you do, that's who you be. My, uh, my beloved uh, took up golf several years ago and he is a naturally gifted athlete, but he has never played golf. And if you play golf at all, you know that it doesn't matter how good an athlete you are. You still got to learn how to play golf, right? Mm-hmm. You got to learn how to swing and you got to learn everything else. So, mm-hmm. you know, I started playing golf in my early twenties and got actually very good at it. I don't play much anymore, but I agreed to go out and play nine holes with him. So there we are on this one, um, getting close to the green and he chips and horrible shot. And so he throws his club. He literally <laughs> throws his club. And, you know, in all my years of playing golf, I have never once thrown a club. I have certainly sworn and I've used my own name in vain, but, you know, I've never redu- reduced myself to throwing a club. And so one of my preferred responses would have been to scream and yell at him and say, what the fuck are you doing? Are you a baby? Are you a child? What is wrong with you? Blah, 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 blah. But you know what I did? I just stood there and I said, if you ever throw a golf club ever again, I will never set foot on a golf course with you for the rest of my life. Now, please go pick up your club and let's finish this round. (laughs) And again, it was a choice because the the one part of me really wanted to go mother bear on him and say, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, that's not going to be useful. That's just going to escalate, right? Mm. It's going to escalate the situation. That is a really good word there. And for as much as I, uh, I, I go on about it, it never gets, I never find that it's too much. And that is useful. That's not useful. Uh huh. Um, yeah, like a lot of times you're in a situation, let's say, where okay, so the 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 car thing. Um, is it true that the person who I'm angry with is driving like an asshole? Yes. Um, is it true that it it would be great for karma to get in here and? do something, uh, you know, would that be great? Would it be great for this person behind me to get rear-ended? Well, yeah, except they probably rear-end me too. But so is it useful for me to feel this way? Is it useful? Is, is it is it truthful that this person is an asshole? It's truthful. Is it useful? No, it's not useful. Yeah. So, and that's but, the but, thing. Yeah. It's like, what is truthful and what is useful? And but going back, when you just uh, when you talk about wouldn't it be nice if karma got involved here? I think that you even have to banish that kind of shit from your brain. Sure. Because 
I was driving once again with my beloved and we were driving over the Burlington Skyway and some guy was being a complete dick. And he, my beloved looked at me and he said, you know what? I hope he crashes off this bridge and goes into the lake. Sure. And I was like, what? How can you, how can you even say that? How can you wish? That? And he goes, well, the guy's an ass, asshole. So it's what you're saying, Tom. The truth is, yes, that guy was an asshole. But the other truth is we don't have to wish him dead. We don't have to wish him horrible karma. We don't have to wish him a terrible fate because he deserves it because he's driving like an asshole. I think what we could just say is, you know, keep going, buddy. Get out of my face. Mm -hmm. You know, get out of my space. Go, go. I I'm just enjoying my drive here. So we don't need to even go down that let karma take care of this road. You know, no. because I think we, we do that frequently in all aspects of our life when we feel wronged by someone and we can't do anything to you know to right that wrong we just say okay karma you're a bitch you go take care of it but why do we even need to do that why can't we just say you know gone bye-bye mm -hmm. yeah well that's that's the whole other level of it is that we're all here to deal with shit that's what we're actually here for what nobody's here to cruise along and have an amazing life. And, you know, anybody who's got a ton of dough and we think they've got the world by the ass. Yeah. They are still dealing with shit. It doesn't matter who it is. Everyone is here to deal with shit. So you don't have to even think about karma. Karma is just, it's cause and effect. I mean, this is a this is a rabbit hole. The the whole karma thing is a complete rabbit hole right now because um, I learned a lot about karma that I didn't know. Um, karma is just another one of those words that gets appropriated by you know popular parlance, and it's completely bastardized from what it actually is. Karma actually isn't even a bitch, and you know it's fun to say karma's a bitch. You know, let's face it, it's it's this the little sort of gnawing at each other that, that we do. It can be a little entertaining. And it it's we do live in this kind of duality. You're in this thing where you're yes, you control yourself, you control your inner world, but there's also the entertainment of of kibitzing and that sort of thing. Sure, and, and a little bit of um you know, backbiting and that sort of thing, just just for the humor of it. But the truth of it is that karma is is a different thing than... Well, so ex explain to me what your definition of karma okay. is. As you know, I uh, recently taken uh, yoga teacher training. And okay. uh, within that, there was a, a course on uh, yoga philosophy uh, called Vedanta. And I, I admittedly was like, eh, okay, I really don't want to do this shit. I just want to do some, you know, I want to do some bendy stuff in tights um but i was when they got to the section about karma i was kind of blown away because i had this aha moment about what karma is that karma is your is the energy you carry through this life that you're trying to solve so you know in my case i happen to be going through a, a really shitty time and it's one of those things where you look at your life and you go, I can't believe I'm going through this shit again. 
you know, through all your relationships, you go, everything's great. And then you end up in this shit yeah. and you're like, what, yeah. what, what is this? Why am I going through this again? Um, and, and I had this aha moment that that's, that's the deal. That's what we're trying to, to deal with here. Instead of going automatically and responding and reacting to all the shit that gets, that happens to us in quotation marks happens to us. And, and then just carrying on through our entire lives in the same way, it's about going, oh, wait a minute. If you want it, you know, definition of insanity, keep doing the same thing, expect a different result. That's what karma is. It's what is this energy you're screaming through the universe with? So in my case, a lot of it was about abandonment and, and you're feeling feeling rejected and trying to find somebody who's going to uh, care about me no matter what, you know, and mm -hmm. it was that. And I'm looking at it going, holy shit, no wonder I keep going through this shit because I'm being asked to solve this, react in a different way, to change myself and grow beyond this. And then I just, I just made that decision. I'm changing this shit and, and I don't have to be, upset at people who hurt me or anything like that because it's really more important for me to improve my life now and solve this problem that's what karma is to me and i find it's way more useful <laughs> well and it sounds to me in your case like you the universe <laughs> wanted you to learn how to not abandon yourself not to not to rely on finding an outside mm -hmm. human to take care of you and never abandon you. The real lesson for Thomas way to learn was how do I feel safe within myself, mm -hmm. within my own body, within my own personhood in this lifetime, so that a person leaving me is not going to alter my sense of safety. Isn't no. that even true? Absolutely. And, and the other thing is understand to look at, everything that's ever happened before and you know give the universe or life or whatever the hell you want to call it uh give it its due um because can you honestly look back at the past and the things that have happened and there's been some fairly shitty stuff that's gone on it looking at it from the outside and going you know how does a person treat another person well that's you know just shitty but how has it worked out for me every time that's happened? And the fact is, I always got something better. Life always got better. Every time I got kicked mm -hmm. in the nuts, um, you know, my nuts got stronger. Um, yeah. Well, and, and that is that is sort of, isn't that the Buddhist philosophy of, you know, going up rungs in our, in our different lives as we attempt to reach nirvana? You know, mm -hmm. that, um, but you got to learn. If you don't learn, you don't get to go up the next rung of the ladder. You get that's to it. just come back and be the same dummy all over again for another that's, lifetime. That's karma. That's and it. And that's exactly. But I, I think it's also okay for us to, to look at um, people who are perhaps problematic in our lives and say, well, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to worry about that person anymore. I'm going to let karma take care of that person. I don't need to, to 
inflict my own personal judgment Mm -hmm. on that, whether it's the road rage driver that you don't even know, or a lover who wronged you or a friend who betrayed you or whatever it is, you can just say, you know what, I am not going to, I'm not going to pull out that second arrow. I don't Mm -hmm. need that second arrow. And I am going to let karma have at this in whichever way Miss Karma chooses. I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to get on with my life and pursuing the positive things in my life without being so desperate to get even or being so desperate to, you know, put salt in my own wound by whipping out that second arrow and mm-hmm. shooting myself on the foot, you know? Yeah. That's... Trying to feel justified and, and trying to have yeah. your say. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, um, the only thing any of us have a say with is, is how we respond or how exactly. we, how we, how we accept that's, and that's the whole, right. Acceptance. Everybody talks about acceptance and acceptance. Just, it's just like the, the bottle of wine on the floor. Oh, yep. There it is. That happened. And yeah. the, the, like, you know, circling back to this, to the arrow thing. Um, my favorite application of that and, and the, the best way it immediately makes itself known to me is by having some painful accident. And you ought, ought to know all about that. Um, having just, you know, this, you know, turned your hand into the claw. Um, it's not the claw. It's just a broken wrist. The it's craw. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to be scared of it now. Um, yeah, yeah. No. Very on, Tom. Right? Um, when... When you get up, and this is one of my examples, uh, Denise has a lot of workout gear, and she she likes to work out all over the house sometimes. So she might decide that she's going to lift some weights in the bedroom. And I get up in the middle of the night to go and have a tinkle and, and crack my foot on a 10-pound weight. Now, I mean, this really happened. So the first yeah. thing that you go through, what happens pain and then what happens blame oh yeah that's so true right what did you you know why the hell doesn't she pick up her right that's (laughs) that's what happens who you know who's the idiot who right that's what happens now great thing to do right and sometimes it's your walk through your house and you crack your foot on the corner of a wall or something like that who's the idiot engineer who put this wall (laughs) it's just stupid but that's what we do now, yes. as soon as you, if you don't allow it, the pain goes away so much faster. Oh, yeah. It's a great exercise. I've done it lots of times. As soon as I whack something or I get hurt, I don't respond to it. That happens. Yeah. The pain dissipates so much faster when you don't react to it by being an idiot. And, you know, it could, it could go even more towards humor. And I will uh, finish up this podcast with a little story, a true story of me this morning. So, yes, I broke my wrist. I'm out of the cast now. But it's still, I, I have a long way to go to get my strength and my flexibility back in my hand. And it's very difficult to pull up pants uh, with my <laughs> left hand. And especially Sorry. things like yoga pants, you know, things mm-hmm. that are tight that you need a good, you know, reef on them to get them up. But I ordered some new yoga pants from Amazon. And this morning I put them on and, and then I took my dog out. And by the time I got to the corner road, my, these new pants were down under my butt. 
Like they just fell, they just <laughs> went down. They just did not stay up. And this seems to be a common problem in my life. I don't know why, me and yoga pants. And so I, luckily I have, I had a long coat on, a coat that went down to my knees or else literally my butt would have been naked to the entire, for the entire, and I can't really pull them up now because of my wrist, right? My, right. I got Richard to pull them up for me this morning. And so I'm standing there in this room and yes, my first, my first um, thought was to pull out that second arrow and to scream at Amazon for sending me horrible yoga pants, to <laughs> scream at the universe for allowing me to slip on ice and break my wrist and not be able to pull off my horrible yoga pants, <laughs> to, to, you know, rail at my dog because must be his fault on some level. Sure. You know what I did? I just started to laugh. I literally yeah. just decided to turn all that crap into a comedy show. And I thought, here's Vicky out here with her ass naked to the world because her stupid <laughs> new yoga pants won't stay up. And, and so I waddled home <laughs> with my, and, and that was it. That was the end of my morning walk. And, and I had a good laugh with Richard over this. And that, I think that made me very happy that I chose a response that ended up with everybody laughing and smiling as opposed to ending up with me swearing, cursing and sure. you know, suing Amazon for horrible yoga pants. I don't know. So <laughs> I think we, we all do have, have the choice. And, and I love that with the, the arrow thing, even though it's not your original um, metaphor, when we have these, these visuals, I think it's much easier to, to grab onto them when we need them, mm -hmm. you know, so that if I'm, if I'm about to lose my shit over something, I can visualize myself reaching back into my quiver and getting out that second arrow that I'm about to wail off at somebody. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just going to reach back and go, this is stupid. I'm not yeah. doing that. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to add fuel to this fire. It's already on fire. It doesn't yeah. need any more fuel. Well, I'm now uh, it, you've just given me like I'm not even going to use the arrow anymore. Just I'm just going to imagine you walking along with your pants down, <laughs> with, no, with my yoga pants down under my ass. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that was a beautiful morning. <laughs> All right then. Well, thank you once again, Thomas. Another fascinating uh, foray, especially into your book. And once again, I I would remind everybody to get your book, Singing in My Sleep. Get it, Thomas Wade. There's so yeah. many interesting things to learn. Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. I will see you next time, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.